It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button so we're delivered to your eyes and ears first thing when we post every day. And we appreciate it for you making us your first listen every day here on the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Part two, James with Brian Callahan. We dove into the draft and some of the different position groups on offense where we believe the Bengals may have interest. And what's different about the draft process this year coming off the Super Bowl with a shortened offseason? So let's dive into part two with Brian Callahan. All right, Brian, we talked a lot about the offseason and what you're looking forward to getting back to the team when the offseason program begins. And you've got some new rookies on the team. My first question, of course, is... We've talked in the past about how you're more involved with the draft process in Cincinnati than some of the coaches around the NFL in other programs, and you've got a shorter year this year. What has that been like with the compressed schedule for yourself? Because I know you had some time off in there too, which is nice. You said it. You needed that break, but has it been a drastically different schedule for you? Uh, It's not been a drastically different schedule. It's just felt more condensed. Um, because, you know, we come right off the game and after, you know, you you, you come back in uh, for a couple of days and then you just try to take off as fast as possible and, and take a week or so uh, and get out of town and just refresh a little bit and, and you know, put the engines in neutral, if you will. Uh, and then you come back and all of a sudden it's, it's really, I mean, it was the combine. Like we came basically off vacation into the combine and, and that was a really unique experience of being like, we just finished playing. This feels so strange to be here in Indy this late in the year, it just, it was really a a weird feeling because it was so late, but um, you know, it was condensed. And so now we're, we're, we're in a rat race to, to catch back up. Um, The first thing we worried about was free agency period. You know, that's where we spent all of our time, the beginning of of the off season, really, once we got back from the combine, we were uh, full tilt on free agency. And then as soon as the free agency ended, we went, we've been full tilt on the draft and, and we are heavily involved here. Um, You know, our guys have been out traveling. I mean, our, our position coaches, uh, have been grinding, and I and I say that um, with the most respect I can I can say because they've they put in a ton of work uh, on the road at pro days on on tape um, of, of trying to get everything organized to catch back up with where our scouting department is and, and have their opinions and evaluations of the players and they've done a really great job of, of getting to that point. We're in our draft meetings this week on offense. You know our first real round of draft meetings and, and trying to set rankings and all that stuff. 
um, this week and defense will be next week. And then we'll do all the mock drafts and top fifties and all the things that we do trying to get ready for the draft. Um, uh, but it's been, it's, it's been a grind. It's been a lot. And, and really what we do here because we're different than most places is once we hit the, the player acquisition part of the off season from free agency through the draft, we pretty much just focus on that. And, and we don't really do much uh, scheme valuation. We don't do much, uh, league studies and things like that. I do some things, you know, everybody does it kind of on their own time, but, but it's, it's a full, you know, full throttle on, on personnel and acquisition from, from now until the end of the draft. And then after the draft, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll transition back into the football part, but, um, I think it's a smart thing to do. I think it works well for us. Um, and it gives us a chance to really uh, have the right evaluations and, and try to get these picks right. Um, you know, in this draft, and I think there's, they're important picks and they're important players, uh, for us moving forward. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always a fun process to go through. Let, let's talk a little bit about the subject that we talked a ton about during part one of our conversation, the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys have added three starters on the offensive line. You have some young guys behind them that you're confident in. Is offensive line still in play early in the draft? Is that something that, you, you know, you, you still have to, to consider because – of how important it is to have young linemen because you drafted three of them last year. You added three more yeah. uh, into the mix uh, in, in free agency and, and three starters, three quality players. So how, how important or how high on the list is offensive line going into the draft? You know, the best thing that we've done, um, I think over the last, really our, our tenure here in the last you know couple off seasons is, is we've done a really nice job in being selected in free agency. We've added, you know, players that we think can make an impact, players that can help, uh, players that have filled holes that we felt like we've had. Um, and I think this year is even more so because we don't pick high. We're picking late, late, late in the round, which is where you want to pick. You know, I mean, that's ideally it's, that's where you're picking every year. But um, it does change the dynamics of, of what the draft looks like, because now there's a there's a whole slew of picks in front of you uh, and, and you're not taking, you know, the Jamar Chases and Joe Burrows don't don't exist at the back of the round. You know, um, that's by design. That's why the NFL is the way it is. Uh, but it, it does change your, it does change what's available to you. And you're not sure, you know, when you pick higher, you can have a pretty good idea of, between players on who might be there. When you pick later in the round and later in all the rounds, you know, there's a lot of picks that come off the board. So uh, there's a little more uncertainty about what it's going to look like at that pick. Uh, as far as offensive line, you're never, you can never have enough good linemen. Uh, if there's the, and what I, what I meant to, to preface is by the, the free agency signings that we've done over the last couple of years, has allowed us to not to be a little more free in the draft to take uh, whatever those best players are for us and not necessarily trying to pick to fill a need because we have to have it. Um, I don't think we have to have anybody up front. I think we've got a, a solid bunch of guys up front competing. But if for some reason that there's an offensive lineman available uh, at any point in the draft that we feel like is going to help us, uh, we certainly wouldn't be afraid to, to make that selection. Um, there's good linemen in this draft. Uh, there's, there's good depth in this draft. Um, there's good developmental prospects uh, kind of all the way around up front. And so uh, if there was one that, that came up and, and if, if they were the best player we thought would help us the most, we certainly would uh, would be open to picking that player. And so, um, you know, it's it's a little bit of a little bit of coach speak in a sense. You're talking about best players, but uh, there really is. a. What we, I think what we've done in free agency has really allowed us to be smart uh, and be able to take the, the players we want in the draft um, and not necessarily be pigeonholed into having to take a particular position. When you look at the offensive lineman in this draft and you're doing that evaluation, it feels different to me 
than last year. It feels different than than the draft in general feels different to me this year. And it might be because the Super Bowl was so recent. And so I'm just behind. Part of it. Uh, but but when you look at the offensive line class, how do you think it lines up in terms of strengths at the parts of the draft where you're going to be picking and in terms of the traits you're looking for in offensive line? I mean, you talked about there are going to be some good players, of course, but do you think they'll be available to you? It's hard to say. I mean, there's some there's definitely some good high end talent. You know, some of those uh, those top couple of tackles are, are really good players. I'd have a hard time imagining many of those will be there uh, at the end of the round. Um you know, but it's a pretty good interior class, and there's a lot of guys that, that are that are college tackles that project uh, as guards. Uh, there's quite a few of those that that are intriguing. You know, guys that are probably uh, second, third round type picks, fourth round picks that uh, you feel like there's there's a lot of value in those guys too. Especially if you know they're they're types of players that that might need a year. Um, you know, you start getting into the, to the later part of the rounds, and you know our second round picks basically like a third round pick. You know what I mean? So you're, you're getting in these late parts of the rounds uh, where where guys can project a little bit and, and the luxury we have is that we can take guys like that um, if they're if we feel like they're really going to be good players but maybe they're not they're making a transition from a from a tackle to a guard uh, or something in that nature where you may have to to allow for some development and i think we're in a position where we can if that's the case if we feel like they're going to be really good players a year from now um but i think there's there's a good interior class there's some good guards that, that are in there um they, you know, there's some there's some really intriguing developmental players uh, as you get later in the draft uh, that particularly is like I said, there's a lot, there's a little more inside players. That's usually how it works because high end tackle traits are high end tackle traits for a reason. You know, they're <laughs> usually gone pretty early, right. um, but it's, it's an interesting class and, and and it's been fun to kind of just start diving into them and, and get them ranked and set on the board the, the way we think that, that we have them uh, for our personal rankings. And, and then we'll see how the league views them too. when the, when the draft comes around, but um, it's a good class. There's some good players here. We'll get back to part two of our conversation with Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. But first, a word from Bet Online, a one stop shop for all things sports betting and wagering. Whether you're looking for player prop bets like how many points Kevin Durant is going to score in the playoffs or Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets, will they make a run? Well, they have a one stop shop at Bet Online for all of your NBA playoff wants, needs, desires as far as sports wagering goes. And it's not just NBA, of course. They got you covered for the NFL draft. They have you covered for future Coach of the Year odds, MVP odds, and anything in between if you're looking to wager on the NFL. So I know we got some Joe Burrow fans in here. You want to wager on Joey B? You can do that at Bet Online. They also have you covered for anything in between, whether it was golf like the Masters last week, UFC, boxing, and anything else you're looking for. Bet online is a one-stop shop for all of your sports wagering needs. Needs I've used them, and you should too. Bet online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You guys have reportedly met with a a lot of tight ends. No Mm -hmm. surprise, Hayden Hurst on a one-year deal, CJ Uzama signing with New York. So it makes sense. How do you view this class because the consensus uh, you know outside of 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 paul brown stadium at least doesn't Mm -hmm. really 
show uh, you know a, a top tight end going night one of the draft, but there's a lot of guys in that round two, round three range uh, that appear to be you know in that that tier that could go off on day two. How do you view this tight end class as a whole, and and how have those meetings gone with with all of this, these different tight ends? Good. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, we we definitely are are, are looking at that position uh, based on our based on our depth and our current setup uh, on our roster with with what the future holds as well. Um, you know, but it's a, it's a good class. There's some good tight ends, good all around tight ends. You know, there's may not be the the high end guys that uh, have gone in the past that that are going to go top fifteen or anything like that, but um, they're good players, you know, and there's some, there's some interesting guys that are as pass catchers. There's some guys that kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, and then there's some, there's some guys that, that have some traits and developmental traits where you're like, Ooh, these guys, you know, they kind of jump off at you. And, um, you know, I think there'll be, there'll, there will be tight ends available to us at, at different points in the draft. I think that it depends on uh, what the rest of the draft looks like at other positions uh, as well. But, um, you know, we're doing our, doing our homework on those guys and trying to find uh, if there's one that fits for us and, and, you know, James has traveled all over the country and, and tried to interview all the tight ends, and he's he's grinding on them hard, uh, trying to see which ones you know might fit and where we might find a guy that might uh, could be a steal for you at some point in the draft too. That that um, might not get as much publicity and things like that. So James does a great job. He's probably watched fifty or sixty tight ends, I think. So um, he he knows them all inside and out, and that's 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 what makes him uh, unique in his his scouting process. He just grinds on them and, and finds them and talks to them. Um, so we're doing our homework on them. And if we can find a guy that fits uh, at the right spot, I mean, that, that's certainly an area that, that we'll uh, have our eyes on throughout the course of the draft. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is a much larger draft class this year. Is that correct compared to last year, especially with, with some of the opt-outs and, and some yeah. of the guys taking the there, extra year? There was a lot of guys taking the extra year. Um, that's uh, It is. There's there's definitely feels like there's a lot more players in these meetings are going a little bit longer than normal. But um I think that's part of it. Yeah, all these guys that took the extra years and, and the opt-outs that came back and played. And um, I'd be curious to see if there's anybody that does any studies on, on how that, if that's sick, that extra sixth year or fifth year for those guys is uh, affects them. It made them, makes them better or not better. Or I'd be curious to see some of these guys kind of forced to stay in school when they, they weren't normal, you know, in the past they haven't been. And that might, might make for a more ready pro player than, than some years. How, how does that impact your evaluation of some guys? Because, they've had more experience at the college level, but they're also older and we don't have to talk about any specific player, although I would like to, uh, sure. there are some guys that are a little <laughs> bit older that have the extra experience in college level, but they're coming into the NFL at 23, 24 years old. They're they're You could say men among boys at that point in mm -hmm. the college game. How does that impact your evaluation process? Um, I think it, it, I think it can, I don't know that it does. I mean, I still think you just evaluate, for us as, as coaches, we evaluate what we see uh, and what the tape looks like. And, and I do think it's, you know, I've, I haven't talked to some of our area scouts and, and asked, you know, Hey, does this, does this guy play better because he came back? Is he, is he better this year than he was last year after he, now that he came back for that extra year? And, and most of the time is, yeah, he, he's, his tape this year was much better than the year before. And um, you know, that helps you get a little bit better feel for what you're getting. Sometimes when you, when you don't know you're, you're drafting a little bit on, the potential and, and the things that you see, and you may not see it on the tape uh, the same way that you would versus guys, you know, played an extra year. Um, so I don't know that it totally affects how I would evaluate the tape, but I know that um, there is other factors that go into that as far as the, the age and all those things when they're coming in the league that, that do make a difference. Uh, I'll be sure to see how many of the, what, what that looks like uh, for this class. Cause there's going to be some guys a little bit older that are, that are coming in as rookies. 
leave it to me to bring up the the wide receiver position. And obviously you have the the big three there uh, that we refer to plenty here on Locked on Bengals. But I'm sure you like some of the the veteran guys that you brought back uh, as well on the back end of the roster. That being said, I'm also sure you guys are uh, looking at that wide receiver spot, looking for maybe depth behind uh, the big three, as we call it. What traits are you looking for at wide receiver? And, and do you think that there are guys in the middle rounds? Because most of us don't expect you to pick a wide receiver at 31 necessarily. But yeah. uh, are there guys in the middle rounds that you think fit and have the traits that you're looking for? I think so. Uh, there's guys that, um, you know, these receiver classes are, are are usually relatively deep nowadays. There's just so many of them. Um, so to be able to find a guy that with traits that you like, uh, whether it be you're looking for slot traits and inside traits or you're looking for a – a contested catch winner or you're looking for a guy that can run you know that they're all out there um it's just a matter of how they fit and where the, where that falls and if there's a guy that we really love uh, that we think could be a really good player uh, maybe wouldn't necessarily have to be an impact player in year one uh, there's certainly a, a room for that um you know you, it's hard to pass up really good players on the outside if they're at the right spot for us you know we obviously don't need to take one at all uh, at any point really because uh, you know mike thomas has, has found a nice role same with stanley morgan uh, and Trent Taylor, for that matter, you know, returnability is always going to be something you're looking for if you can find a dynamic returner uh, in the draft. And, and you know, where's where's the where's the skill? You know, where's is there is there outside guys that fit? You know, but if they're outside players for us, they're going to have to play special teams. And can they play teams? Um, there's a lot of factors that go into the depth part of the receivers because they're going to have to be able to play special teams in some way, shape or form, um, probably to be active on game day, you know. Uh, and so if you're drafting a guy with relatively decent draft capital, you got to know he's going to have a jersey on game day. Um, and so that's part of the evaluation process is can they be special teams players uh, given our current situation? Obviously, we got three guys that we feel great about. Um, but you're always looking for the future and you're always looking to see, you know, if you need a guy a year or two out and you can develop them and, and do those things. There's there's a long list of receivers that I think people would be excited about over, you know, every year really in the draft. It's, it's the position that's probably the deepest uh, that you can find traits just about at every round. So, um, you know, we'll, it's a lot of guys to dig through, but there's definitely uh, some players that, that are at the right spot would, would make sense. We talk about it all the time here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Built Bar is the number one protein bar on the planet. They're high in protein. They're low in sugar. They're low in calories. They're perfect for you. So get your hands on a Built Bar right now. We're going to have to send Brian Callahan a whole truck of Built Bars because he's been very gracious with his time during this two-part series of talking with the Bengals offensive coordinator and everybody, and I mean everybody, from Zach Taylor to Brian Callahan to Joe Burrow to Jake Lisko to you could use a little Built Bar in your life. So make sure you check them out right now at Built.com. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They taste great. They're high in protein. They're low in sugar. They're low in carbs. They're perfect for you. And when you're there at Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And there's so much complexity that, that weighs into these draft decisions. You have 
egos in the building, which is something that general managers have to deal with. You have the the contract trends for wide receivers and quarterbacks, $30 million, $50 million a year and, and rising. Mm-hmm. And then there's the traits versus you know technique or, or refinement conversation, the draft for need, draft BPA, draft for now, draft for later. When you're more established and you've got a more veteran team at this point, I know there are a lot of young players on the Bengals, but most of the players that are returning have experienced a Super Bowl run. Does that impact the kinds of players you're looking for in the draft from a traits versus technique perspective or from a traits versus refinement perspective when you're looking at time horizons or is it business as usual when it comes to those developmental versus, you know, traits versus refined decisions? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think it's what we could probably talk about for, for an entire, entire episode alone. Um, but it's, it is a good question and it's a good, uh, there, because that is part of the discussion is, is, and, and everyone has their own beliefs on, on where that falls with our, is it, do you always draft the traits? Do you always, you know, do you draft production? Do you draft, there, there's there's a whole list of conversations you have, particularly about receivers, because there's so many different types, um, and so many different guys have success in the NFL. Different builds, different body types, uh, different ways to get them the ball, and, and a lot of times you got to have that conversation too. As well, if we have this particular player, his skill set is 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 what it is. How do we use him? You know, where does he fit for us? And I think that's the that's where we have to look really hard at because we have three really I think top level wide receivers, if not the best at, at their positions in the league. Um, if you were to take a look at a receiver for us, sometimes you may say, well, developmental makes sense because there's room for development. You know, they don't have to play and have an impact. Um, but then again, that's not always the best way to go about it. So, um, that's, it's a, that's a long, it's a long, long answered question. I think we could talk for a long time about it at some other time, but, um, those things are all factored. It is, it is intricate and it is complicated. There's a lot of things that go into it. What about tight end? Because it seems like, and I'll name names, David Njoku, former first-rounder. It took him a while to catch on. It's Hayden Hurst. Feels like he could have a career year this year. Had his career year so far in his third year. It takes a little while for tight ends. Is, is it unique evaluating them, knowing that it could take them, even if they're older, coming into the league, a couple years for them to, to produce like they did in college or, or reach the yeah, first I think what you said is right. It, it takes tight ends a little bit longer. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's accurate uh, for every tight end I've ever been around it's just a more complicated position to play in the NFL because you got to be, you got to be dialed in on the run game. Uh, if you, if you're going to be a guy that, that, that does that, not all tight ends do that. Um, but if you're going to be a good one, you want to play on all downs, you, you got to at least be able to pretend like you're going to block somebody. Um, but you got to have the knowledge and, and ability to do that. There's a lot of technique involved for the same reason that that lineman takes some time is that the technique is so much more exact at this level because the players are so good um, that if your technique is off, you're going to get beat a lot. And, and, that takes time. And then they got to know the whole pass game on top of it. So you got to have pass game feel, pass game savvy, coverage recognition. Uh, and then you got to be able to catch the ball and you got to be able to separate one on one. And so there's a lot of things that go into to the tight end position, I think. Um, and it does take guys some time. I think the part of that is just the volume of information that they have to know, uh, and especially when you see where some of these guys come from college, that they don't do all the things that, that tight ends are asked to do in the NFL. They just, there's a learning curve at tight end, probably maybe more than any position. Um, because most of these guys are just pass catchers in in, in college and, and occasionally block, but they're all spread system type tight ends, and, and you can't survive that way in the NFL uh, unless you're elite, elite at catching passes where they don't ask you to block. But um, and those guys exist, but I think it's just it's a hard position to play, and it does take some development. 
Some very difficult choices, I'm sure, coming up for you guys as the draft <laughs> nears just, what, two weeks away, roughly? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, two weeks, two weeks away-ish, two and a half weeks, something like that, yeah. Absolutely wild how quickly the offseason goes when you're playing in a Super Bowl. Brian, we really appreciate the time. We yep. wish you the best of luck for the rest of the offseason in the draft and as you get ready to go for the offseason program. And as always, appreciate the insights. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me on, guys. I enjoy it every time. As always, we appreciate it when Coach Callahan joins the show, offers fantastic insight. What a great interview, right, James? I mean, can't beat it. He, he killed it. And, you know, if you missed part one, make sure you check out part one. He talked about Lua Collins and how they were jumping for joy to add three offensive linemen. So it uh, that was a fun part. It's always fun talking with Brian, though, like you mentioned, and it's uh, it's full of great insight. So hopefully – and and we don't want to commit to Brian again, but hopefully we'll we'll uh, we'll be able to get or commit Brian to us again. But hopefully we'll we'll be able to get him in the future. That uh, is always a load of fun. We've got a bunch of great guests coming up next week as well. Dame oh. Brugler, Mike Santagata, Joe Goodberry, all joining us Ooh. again. And mock draft Monday. Maybe we won't pick a safety, or maybe we will. Who knows? There's a trend happening, James. That's coming your way next week here on Lockdown Bengals. Until then, who day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.